everybody. Welcome back to the Music Buds podcast. This is episode number 54. And my name is Henry. Uh, this week, I'm honored to be joined by composer Osei Esed, uh, known partly for his recent work on the new Netflix documentary Amend, The Fight for America, as well as many other great projects. Uh, it is uh, so nice to meet you. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. I really appreciate it. Much the same. Yeah. Thank you for having me here today. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Well, uh, how's how's life for you these days? Life is uh, as busy as it can be. We had a well now a one year old in, in the midst of a pandemic while oh, wow. you know, scoring multiple projects at once and uh, got a puppy as well on top of that, just to make sure things were really busy. And uh, we have our eight year old that we're homeschooling. So, oh, wow. Just doing it all. Yeah. Yeah. Seems so. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess just kind of kicking things off, I wanted to ask you, how was it that you got started in music? Was that something that you had, had always wanted to do? Um, it, it's something I've been doing since I was a kid, really. I, I, I'm, I started out uh, wanting to initially, I guess, make movies. And uh, then I, my family wouldn't really wasn't into that. And I had a cousin who was playing guitar and I started playing guitar and singing and playing in bands and all of that kind of thing. And when uh, I tried college a few times and couldn't figure out what I really needed to be doing, I remembered that the only thing that I was doing all the time was music. So that's what I did. Yeah. Well, how, how did uh, composing come about for you? Um, a happy accident. Uh, while I was in school, um, I met a great, great um, human being uh, by the name of Dan Romer. He and I played in bands together for a long time. And he, uh, when asked to do a project that he thought would work well with stuff that I was doing, um, he'd already, he just finished Pieces of Southern Wild. And um, coming off of that, someone asked him to do an Americana score. He said, look, you know, I actually, I, I'm friends with someone who can do this with us. And so actually he and I, myself, as well as a third member of that same band, um, made the score for that uh, small film, which is really a beautiful film uh, called The Last Season. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was the first project I did. Um, Keith Maitland asked me not long after, actually, to do a project uh, together, which was Tower. Um, yeah. He and I had been friends for another, you know, decade and some odd years at that point. So uh, that was an old friendship that sort of grew into a working relationship. And I think just really those things compounded uh, there were a few more that sort of built on top of that and eventually i was doing it more than i was doing other things so yeah um well uh, i i did want to make sure to just go ahead and ask you about the uh, the new series amend the fight for america which is on on netflix and it tackles the 14th amendment you know citizenship equal rights so many different things and it's hosted by will smith um and really, like I, when I started watching this series, I felt like in, in the best way, in about five minutes, I was already overwhelmed by the amount of information and style in, in this show. And how did you get involved with this, this project? Um, Adam Weber uh, brought me in. He was working at Doc Group at the time, and um, he's uh, one of the producers. He brought me into the fold, and uh, I, I met all the folks over there, and uh, then met the folks over at Overbrook. Um, and eventually, uh, Rock, Paper, Scissors was involved and, you know, we, we were all sort of jamming. Um, but 
it was it was really you know Adam and I've known one another for a while and we were friends and he was uh, familiar with my work and so that's yeah yeah um, and, and with the show where there's so there you know there's there's animation there's kind of talking head um, narration almost you can call it uh, you know reenactments photography you know footage how how was it that you what was the process like of trying to come up with something that was cohesive and that and it also goes across different time periods as well i feel like that would have been a really challenging process it was i mean you know finding uh, i think the voices that would become our chorus was uh, all we talked about early on um and we'd had we had a rather more limited palette when we first uh, started but recognize that we'd have to widen a little bit while still maintaining sort of a, a unified and cohesive voice, um, especially working with as, as much uh, source music as we are throughout the series. I mean, mm -hmm. you had to find something that like could travel through time as well as bridge, you know, all kinds of pop music and then all these emotional moments uh, and at the same time, allow for the delivery of information and be interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was not, not challenging for sure. Um, but we, we talked through it, you know, um, the entire team was really open as I, as I found my voice. And um, once we'd really stumbled on it, uh, we went through and really talked through every scene. We talked through pretty much every moment more than once in the entire series. And, hmm. you know, we got there. Yeah. And, and was there, it, whether it's the, the subject matter itself or perhaps the, the filmmaker's approach, was there something specific that really excited you the most or touched you the most, either when you had just first had gotten on it or a, during the process? Well, I mean, the whole series is one that pretty much just touches every part of our, our life. And so, uh, you know, we, we started the scoring process with the fifth episode, the love episode. And so right at the outset, there was just, that's for me, I mean, even though there are, are moments that perhaps um, speak more directly to my life, I mean, that that episode is just so emotional and, and, and beautiful. And I, I mean, of course, not, not, not to say that, uh, you know, the crux of it doesn't, uh, or, or rather the meat of the episode doesn't, touch my life. I'm, I'm, you know, in an interracial marriage, we have mixed race kids and all of that. And so it's not, it was just really overwhelming from the beginning, you know, like it's not something I could separate myself from. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and as they say, right at the beginning of the, the series, it's, it's one that it's an, an amendment that, you know, it, it is so vital and so important. And yet, so few people bring it up, you know, and, and as they're explaining it and kind of tracking it through history, you just, it's almost unbelievable the amount of weight that it holds. Yeah. I mean, it really does. It carries so much. I, I, I don't, I can't pretend that I knew much about it before I got started. Um, but just working through the series and, and watching all of it and listening it's incredible. It's just, it is everything. It's essentially what I would imagine all the protections, uh, you know, of the constitution to be are, are really right there in that one amendment. Yeah. And, and with uh, like, you know, episodes kind of tackling different subjects, did the, the, your, your process change or, or did sounds change from one to one or did, it, did you kind of find a 
fairly cohesive linear sound for all of them? Um, there are definitely some more modern sounds, but I guess I, I tried to be made to use modern sounds mm. even when we were, you know, 50 years ago, 50 years, 60 years back, um, or 150 years back. I, I think the key was really figuring out how we were going to tell the story across time yeah. and, and have it feel as organic as possible. Because I think the, the organic element is really, I think for me, what carried the cohesiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think what's, what's great about, uh, and, and your music plays into this is like, it feels so accessible, you know, it, there's, you know, there's little bits of humor and, and the, the style itself is very, I guess, for lack of a better word, welcoming, like it kind of wants to, it brings you into that story. And I feel like this is something that, you know, I would have want to have seen when I was in school or something, you know, it, it's a, it just has that immediate, like, I'm, I'm interested in this topic, you know, at least for me, it did. <laughs> oh, right on. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that, that was the goal. Yeah. Um, well, I, uh, and, and we can, we can go back to, it. I, I did want to ask you uh, about tower, the, uh, which is about the, the 1966 university, university of Texas shooting. And I wanted to make sure to tell you that documentary, I, I knew nothing about it going in when I saw it years ago. And it, it has, stuck with me so much it, it's one that i just oh. i tell everyone to watch and it, i just wanted to tell you how big of an impact it had on me thank you i, I yeah that, for me uh, keith is an incredible filmmaker it was really amazing working with him on that I, that project all the animation made everything feel so visceral mm -hmm. really just right there on top of you and um yeah i was, I was really happy to be working on that project yeah. And uh, was the was the animation because, you know, I, I think considering the subject matter going in, some pop, some people might think, oh, wait, it's, it's animated. That seems strange, but it, it's done so well. What was it interesting to kind of create the music for that in that way? Whereas, you know, for example, with this uh, the, or uh, with Amend, it's much more r real footage, you know. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for Tower, I mean, I think. Keith's approach is generally somewhat modular, but also he he's not afraid to abstract. Um, and so I think it would have been abstracted either way, but the animation definitely allowed us to take some liberties that we might otherwise not have yeah. an opportunity to. And, and all, like, do you find that with, I mean, cause it seems like, and it's something I really respect. You seem to tackle such uh not necessarily heavy, but, you know, uh, projects with a lot of weight to them. Does that kind of mentality help you creatively? Or is it just that, is that just oftentimes the people you end up working with are doing those projects? Um, I think it's probably a little bit of both. I, I think probably one begets the other, you know, you start telling a certain kind of story and, um, working with filmmakers who are taking some risks and hopefully other folks want to work with you who also want to take some risks and, and want to tell stories that are important. I mean, for any story really that we get to tell the, the hope is that it's going to be one that like translates a, a really deep human connection and um, makes us, you know, feel like the world is a little bit closer to us than, than it could otherwise be. Yeah. And, and and speaking on that, were there any 
any like that when you were growing up that had that effect on you, whether it be, you know, movies, TV shows, any, anything that uh, stuck out to you? <laughs> wow. That's uh that's, you know, it's funny trying to go back in memory. Um, I've, I've, probably watched, you know, tens of thousands of hours of television and, and movies. I, I, I mean, I grew up watching cowboy movies. Was, uh, I, I really enjoyed that a lot. And I, lo- I loved the martial arts flicks on Saturdays. You know, when I was a kid, that really, I, I came here in 82 as a first generation immigrant from Suriname, which was like this tiny Dutch speaking country. So hmm. I came here and like, you know, I wanted to learn language really quickly. And I, my family, fortunately, like, you know, worked with me to, to help make that happen. But another thing I did was watch tons and tons and tons of television. I watched everything from like crazy, like a Fox, you know, which I, I think yeah. maybe was like a Dick Van Dyke show or something. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I think he was in it. I don't, like I watched uh, tons of Angela Lansbury and, um, uh, you know, whatever it was, murder she wrote. I just, I watched, I watched a ridiculous amount of television and, and movies when I was a kid. So I, I'm sure that there were connections there. And I think there are certain things I liked more than others and, and responded to more than others, but I was rather indiscriminate. And I still have, often am indiscriminate in, in, you know, what I consume in terms of media. Sure. <laughs> uh, and one thing that uh, um, immediately kind of struck me about your style, uh, and, and I think it, it works so well in, the, in this kind of uh, film and series is that it is quite minimalist um, in, in its approach because you know you wouldn't want to watch something like this and have the music being overbearing and you know distracting you from the subject matter because there already is so much weight and drama there um, and so your music kind of it, it kind of threads you along almost you know it kind of ties ties the pieces together um, is that uh, is it is it difficult withholding yourself I, I guess not being too out there or is it did it just make sense for the project that you are part of generally when i'm working i think it, it, it really is about telling a story and finding a way to tell a story and in documentary there's so much there's so much information often uh that you don't have if you were going to go maximalist or if you were going to go really big, you know, you, you'd be getting in the way of the storytelling. And the point is to tell the story and to get it home and to make sure that we're all understanding, if not the same thing, you know, close to the same thing and living in the same world. So I, I, I try not to get in the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, uh, another project that, that really, uh, struck me was uh, the documentary Jim, the the James Foley story, which is about this this war correspondent. And uh, again, it's such another just intense, heavy topic. How did you get? Uh, or or well, I guess you've you've discussed that already a little bit. But I I'm really fascinated by war correspondents. So this kind of thing really compelled me. Uh, not yeah. to mention you know just who he is as a person. But um, what was it like being a part of that project? I mean, that was a very crazy project. Actually, we, we scored um, Jim in under three weeks. Um, myself and, and Dan Romer and Saul Simon McWilliams, um, we lived in the same studio and just worked ridiculous hours. I think something like 18-hour days were mm. not really out of the question. So <laughs> that was, a, that was a, you know, very quick project, I think. Um, but it, nonetheless, it was, 
one that was all consuming because we were working these long hours and, you know, just pretty much talking gym and living gym. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And do you find whether it's a, a project that you have a lot of time to work on or, or for example, like with this, with a, a short amount of time that like writer's block can kind of hit you? And do you, do you have ways of, of getting out of it? Um, no, I, I don't, I don't really have writer's block. I, I mean, maybe in my life, that'll be something that happens, but <laughs> most of the time there's always some kind of thing happening in the back of my head or in the front of my head, uh, sonically. Yeah. So it's re- it, it, it's anything, if anything, it's really more trying to grab onto it and bring it into this space where <laughs> we all exist. Yeah. Um, and with a, w- whether it's uh, you know in any of these projects we've talked about, is it is the filmmaker and that relationship pretty important to you, or are you able to work with either whether it's by yourself or with the other composers and still kind of have a a, a good clear idea, or is that relationship with the filmmaker pretty essential to your work? I love it best when uh, you know I'm working closely with the, the people who are probably have the deepest understanding of the project. So um, I think there's no substitute for, you know, teamwork and really in the truest sense. Yeah. Um, with this, uh, this past year, as, as you had described, you know, been crazy for, you know, so many different reasons. Um, is, is music something that you, when you're watching movies, TV shows, whatever it may be, is that something that you notice immediately because you are a composer or are you able to kind of just focus on, on the, on what it is? It depends what I'm watching. If the, if the, if the media is good enough, like if I, if the story is compelling enough, then I can put it away as if the music is not intrusive. Mm. Um, but even so, there's going to be some moment where there's going to be something that either I'm like, oh, yeah, or I'm going to say, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, so I can't I can't ever wholly put it away, I suppose. But I, I think in the best of times or in the best circumstances, I, I you know, it sort of becomes part of the whole. Yeah, no, I, I feel that because I feel like with being a and the editor of my my podcast, I feel like when I'm listening to other podcasts i can't help but notice the little blips and pieces you know or or little cuts you know and at times i can as you were saying kind of you know get that out of my head but you know it's kind of the curse of the creator i guess <laughs> yeah you can't you can't help let it go you can't let it go but also you know it, it's like you're learning constantly if you if you're even like uh paying half attention to something some distracted sort of attention you're still there's something that you're pulling out of it yeah 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 that's a good point um well, it, it's so nice uh, chatting with you, and, and um, you know, of course, we could go, you know, on and on about these these projects. But is is there anything perhaps coming up that you'd like to have known, or anything else uh, I haven't mentioned about these projects that you've you've like to have said um, about the projects that we've talked about? I mean, again, I I, I love all of those projects, and, and I'm glad we, we talked about them. Um, uh, coming up, I guess in at the end of May, I'm not sure when when folks will hear this one is another uh, Netflix series uh, called High on the Hog, uh, which is uh, produced by One Story Up and um, Roger Ross Williams. I think he directed one or two episodes, and um, 
It's about um, the, like African food ways in the mm. diaspora, in particular in the U.S. Uh, mm. is where it starts out. And so that had uh, some really wonderful you know, opportunities for musical storytelling alongside beautiful food. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and, well, uh, I mean, I mean yeah. first of all, congratulations about that, you know, that, that project. So, yeah, that's uh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, uh, Osei, thank you uh, so much again f- uh, for taking the time to talk. You know, I would love to get you back on some other time for you know chat about some other some other films. Um, uh, I'd be back anytime. Sweet. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. I think that is about it for the show this week. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on your way out. Thank you so much. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Music Buds. Check out themusicbuds.com. And yeah, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And we'll see you next time.